the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. following program is sponsored by John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Houston and the greater our surrounding area. My name is Tony B. I'm here on Recovery Radio Houston. We want you to know if you're out there struggling tonight that God loves you. He has a plan for you. And tonight could be the start of that plan. So if you're out there and you're struggling in addiction, no matter what it is, or if you're a family member or a relative of one that's out there struggling, we want you to know that we're here for you to pray for you, to talk to you, and to offer you any kind of resources that we can. Our phone number is 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. Feel free to call in. We'll get to your call, and we'll uh, minister you, pray for you, or guide you along the way towards a great recovery. So I want to introduce tonight Mr. Uh, Kyle Ewald, a pastor a uh, missionary, an entrepreneur. I've known Kyle for about 10 years now. He goes to our church, New Covenant Church in Humble. Uh, he's sitting in tonight with me because Pastor uh, John Allworth is on a trip doing something. I forgot exactly what he's doing. I think he's skiing. I think he's doing something fun. But he is going to call in a little later, and we're going to talk about the new church in the Heights, New Covenant uh, of the Heights, Sunday nights in the Heights. So, Kyle, good evening. Good morning. Good if, evening. Good I evening. Good morning. Good, good evening. That. Yeah, it is evening. We did drive here together. It was dark now, wasn't it? It yeah. did. It felt like the morning. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do, well, first we're going to pray. Father God, I want you to open up the doors tonight, Father, in all yes. of Houston, to anybody out there that needs help, that needs counseling, that needs uh, just yes. an ear to lean on, Father, but most of all, anyone out there that needs you, that they call yes. in tonight and that we may be your voice, we may be the vessel yes. that uh, brings people to you to save them, to redeem them, and also to uh, allow them to walk in the plan that you have set for them. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. And I use that word redemption because that's going to be the theme of tonight. Um, I got a couple Bible verses here that I'm going to talk about a little bit, and then we're going to get into Kyle's story. He's going to tell us uh, where he's come from and where God has brought him and where God has him now. So let's, uh, if you have your Bibles, fine. If not, I'll read it for you. It's Ephesians 1 7. Ephesians 1 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. And, you know, our, our redemption has to come from the shed blood of Christ, or there's no possibility for our sins to be forgiven. Uh, I know, personally, my wife told me all the time that when, uh, when I was out in, in, my, in my stuff, that she'd always pray that I was being washed in the blood. And I never really understood what that was until, of course, I got saved and, and did my own, uh, got into ministry myself and started getting into the Word. That is, because Christ's uh, blood was shed, that that's the only possibility for our sins to be forgiven because the price to redeem ourselves is beyond our our reach, but not so with him. And it was the uh, it is in him that we have redemption through his blood because the sacrifice of God giving up his only son to save us. And uh, that is so deep and powerful because I have two sons, and to ask me to sacrifice one of my sons for anything would be... I don't know. I think to any human being it would be pretty impossible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then we have another verse right here. We're going to get to Kyle's. I want to kind of set up what we're going to talk about here. Where Colossians 1, 13 through 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transfer, for, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And I love this in the commentary I read that God makes deliveries, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a 24-7 delivery service. He delivers us uh, He delivers us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light and the kingdom of his beloved son. And this is done only by redemption that comes through Jesus Christ. This brings the forgiveness of our sins. It took the death of the Son of God to deliver us from the dark domain but the expense of that transference is beyond our reach. It had to be paid by God himself. And that leads me right back to what we were just talking about, to where God loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his only son so that we could come to him. Yeah, amazing. Why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, where you came from, Kyle, and how you and how you uh, achieved redemption? Yeah, so um, I grew up with both of my parents, or what I knew of as my father, but— with my mom, my mom, um, just long story short, but my mom, um, whenever I was conceived, you would say she, it was between multiple men. So I know that my father, um, or what I knew of as my father's name is Matthew. And when I was eight years old, he had actually passed away from a drug overdose. Mm. And then, um, when I was 13 years old, my mom passed away from, um, a drug overdose as well. And so after that, I kind of started, you know, slowly just spiraling out of control and, um, really just trying to find it's crazy. Um, you know, that when something traumatic happens in your life, um, what happens is, is, you know, you, you have this empty hole, you know, with inside of you and what you are going to do is try to figure out how to fill this hole. And what I did was um, fill that with just everything that I possibly could that the world kept feeding me as, hey, this is what's going to satisfy you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, of course, I got into drinking and, and drugs as well. And, um, you know, sexually just got into a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I was about 19 years old where I just 
I had this moment behind a strip club. I was a bouncer at a strip club in Dallas, and um, I had this moment behind that strip club saying, God, I know about you. I know of you. You know, I've been to church many times, but I'm empty. I'm, I'm, something is missing, and I don't, I know it's you, but I, and I had a very religious outlook on, on Jesus mm-hmm. at this time. And so I said, I don't want the religion. I don't right. want the processes. I don't want the, you know, you have to dress up and, and quit cussing and stop smoking to, before you come to God. But I, I said, God, if you are real, I need you to, to show yourself and, and, and be real. And um, it was right there behind a strip club where I just turned on this, this song and um, I just I, I started just flowing in tears. And, and that's the moment where I realized, like, there is a God. And mm. there's a God to be known. And there's a God to um, that, that's much deeper than what religion makes God out to be. And so that's where... You know, I just started falling in love with him and um, literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know, it's amazing. You bring up that uh, you didn't want the religion and being at 19 years old, what a unique, uh, it was a blessing for you that young to form that relationship with him and without really a lot of pushing from somebody else, it was just something that was revealed to you, right? right? Like supernaturally. And the reason why I say that is because so many of us, myself included, or I grew up up in the in the Northeast. We were so bomb. Uh, what's the word? Bombarded right. by religion. You know, going to a religious school, and I mean, they used to make me take notes during the sermon and Sunday yeah. school and, and Sunday church, and we had to, you know, get graded on it. And there were just so many rules and restrictions that is it. It, it was definitely a um, uh, a sign that God had such a great path for you in front of you to to bring that to you at such an age of nineteen. Because yeah. I, I didn't come to Christ till I was forty two. Yeah, and uh, we were talking earlier over dinner about how when I first met you, I was so envious of you. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am, forty-two years of age, and I'm I'm going to this church for the first time, and here's this guy. He's like twenty-something, you're twenty-two years old, and he's so full of the Lord and so involved in ministry. But I mean, that it doesn't really matter. Just in my early walk back then, I was uh, I was envious of it because mm-hmm. I wanted. I, I wish I had gotten at forty-two. What I, I I'm sorry, what I'd gotten at nineteen. What I got at forty-two. I think the first thing a lot of us older folk yeah. that become saved were kind of like, wow, what have I been doing my whole life? Yeah. But thankfully, I found out now after you know, but roughly ten years of ministry that it's you get so involved in it that it doesn't matter yeah. what we wanted before. Yeah. So, so the next thing with you, I know that uh, you're in Dallas, so you got this experience. So, what happened after that? How'd you get to Houston? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, everyone who surrounded me at this point, I was either selling to, so I was selling drugs to, or I was partying with, or I was, you know, obviously everyone that I had surrounded myself with was just the wrong crowd. Um, not that I didn't love them, not that they weren't good people and good friends, but it was, it was a moment where I realized I have to get away. And so, um, at that point I, uh, ended up contacting one of my friends, his name's Sam. He had moved to Houston and, I knew that I had to get out of this city. It was the weirdest thing I knew. I had to get away, completely away from everything, and and go. And so I uh, called him and I said, "Man, like I've been radically saved." I know this sounds crazy because he wasn't expecting that either. And um, literally, I moved to Houston and joined, you know, New Covenant Church and joined this internship program and knew, you know, um, almost no scriptures. You know, the only thing that I kind of realized was just, you know, just the religion, right? And so. 
um, I just got to a point where we came here to Dallas, to Houston and w- was a part of this church. And for those th- that were there in that church during that time, it was just crazy. It was um, the, the the two years of my life that just literally who depict who I was today. And, and so, yeah, that's what brought me to Houston. That's awesome. But before we continue any further, I want to give out the number again. If you want to talk to me or, Ms., or uh, Pastor Kyle, the number here is one 800 808 Five five four eight. That's one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. And uh, so you're in Houston now, right? And did you come right to New Covenant Church? Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, let, let's talk about a little bit about how you ran into Pastor Maz and how he used you in the beginning, because I think it's important for people out there that are at the point that you were, yeah. or maybe where, where I was, that they don't know how really it gets started with being involved in a church. Why don't you yeah. go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, well, our pastor, his name is Pastor Mass. He um, does really well at not looking at who you are at that moment, but he looks in the future and he says, man, I see who that person can be. And I had, fortunately, a lot of people in my life who did that very same thing. And, you know, for me, um, when I started going to this church, it was very obvious that, you know, I was super arrogant. I was a jerk. I was rude. I, you know, I was a bodyguard. I was a a bouncer at clubs, you Mm -hmm. know, and so like, I was pretty much just trained, just, you know, and I was just a jerk to everyone, super prideful and came into the church. And I honestly started causing a lot of issues with just people that I was mm-hmm, interacting mm-hmm. with. And, um, you know, I just remember he would always just, you know, speak into my life and all that. And I got super involved with the church, which I thank God for, because they didn't have to let me do that. But I started vi- doing video stuff just because I got interested in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Pastor Maz had asked me to go to uh, Guatemala and film this, you know, five minute documentary. And I'm super nervous because I've never ex- experienced something like that, you know. And so long story short, I ended up going to Guatemala, filming this five, 10 minute long documentary. And it changed my life. I'm way up there in the mountains where we'd fly United Airlines into the city. And then from the city, we flew a 40 minute passenger plane into the Guatemala's mountains. Mm-hmm. We drove three hours, hiked three hours up the mountains and I met this lady who basically said, listen, I don't want food. I don't want water. I don't want medication. The only thing that I want is for someone to build a church in my village. Wow. And it broke my heart. And I and, love that yeah. story. I love the part of that. Yeah. Was that the blind lady? It was a blind lady. Yeah. She was 100% blind. She and was, these people are up there. Nobody even knows they're there. That's why yeah. you call it the forgotten, forgotten people, people, right? I mean, yeah. they're totally cut off from yeah. the world. Well, we got a caller on the line. On line one, we got Sarah from Houston. Sarah, how you doing tonight? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. What? Um, yeah, I have a question. Okay. Are you here? Yes, I'm listening. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have a daughter that lives with me and she's doing drugs and I don't want to kick her out cause I'm worried she might get killed. But, um, so, so when do I do tough love? When do... Well, what, what do you think uh, tough love is? What's your definition of it? Cause that's important to see where you're um, coming kick, from. Kicking her out on the curb. Hmm. Well, is she stealing from you? Is she doing like criminal things in the house? No, she does drugs in the house, and I don't drugs? believe in drugs. Okay, I understand that. She well, does drugs in the house. There and, are, and she uses it for a place to stay. I don't charge her rent. I don't charge her anything, and she loses the room for drugs. How old is she? Eighteen. Eighteen. Well. There's the in my mind, I don't know about you, Kyle, but there's several ways to go with this. Number one is prayer. Um, prayer works. Yeah. Um, do you belong I've to I've been a, praying for her. That's great. Do, do you uh, belong to a local church? 
No. Yeah. Well, there are ways and and uh, resources within churches in uh, maybe in your neighborhood. Maybe there's a a counselor, some kind of drug counselor. She's been to anybody like that? I can try. Yeah. She's- I mean, it, it, there's. There's such a, a stigma out there in our society yeah. that we need to kick people out when we really need to wrap our arms around them. Yeah. Um, because yeah. sometimes we see that as enabling, and I can understand that, uh, part, that partly also. But more times than not, what people that are struggling with drug addiction need is love. Yeah. And maybe a different definition of uh, what we think love is. What do you say about that, Kyle? You know, I was gonna. I was thinking about this. I don't think there's a formula of how to handle an addiction. You know, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times we like to have just this one. You know, just key to success. And I think that you know we are so complex as humans that there's different ways to handle. Fortunately for mm-hmm. me, I had a season where I had a, a, a pastor. He, I call him my stepdad now. His name is Phil, and he just showed love. I mean, I would be in jail, and he would bail me out of jail and he would take me to his house, sit me in his living room and just pray for me. Um, and it was just this humility of just, man, how does this guy still love me even through, you know, my, my deep addiction. Um, and then I had, you know, another pastor that literally his way of helping me was tough love. And in that season of my life, it worked. And so I don't think that the, I, I honestly would say you need to get on your knees before God and and literally ask him guide me in this situation yes. guide me with this and, and 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 let him show you when you need to um, move and how you need to move and in the proper way. But I'm going to tell you this: nobody turns away love, right? Nobody does. And I'm going to tell you if that's your your first priority with this situation, I believe that is the number one way to get through to someone is just simply by sometimes you don't need to coach people. Right. You know, we, we think most of the time that we have to fix people and only God can do right. that. And I'm going to tell you, Sarah, I, I've had personal experience with this with, with one of my own children. If I can be really uh, transparent with you at right around the same age, um, we were running into issues like this, uh, not so much in the house, but outside of the house. Um, and I could tell you that the more, I tried to change him myself the further away I pushed him. Uh, and I would say that tough love, by the way the world defines it, may only come, uh, what you're talking about as far as tough love, really comes into play when he came to play with me to when he was actually going to face some consequences yeah. for his actions when he called from okay. jail and I didn't go bail him out. And I let him face his consequences. Oh, okay. And it's been a okay. little over a year now, and my son has changed. He comes to church with us. He's involved in the church. Yeah. Um, there are still some areas where I, he may not be where I would like him to be, but God, he's he's where God wants him to be right now. That's the most important thing. Yeah. What I would do if I were you, Sarah, is do exactly what Kyle said: kneel down in front of the Lord and just give your daughter to God, and and and, and okay. just ask God to take okay. care of her and, and keep doing what you're doing as far as taking care of her. Okay. But when it gets to a uh, a point to where there's consequences to be faced, then sometimes that's the only way we learn. If I could say one thing, you know, okay. one, one thing that I think was so powerful with, with me is Phil. I remember specifically he bailed me out of, uh, out of jail for like the eighth time, and he put the ball in my court. He said, Kyle, I want you to be real with me. How can I help you? What He literally said, what, what court do you want to play in? How can I do it? And I'll be honest with you. If you walked up to your daughter and you just 
sat with her and you said, and, and, and you don't ignore the obvious, you know, confront what's going on. Listen, I know what you're doing and I'm not mad at you. I love you. And I know that this is an addiction. I want you to tell me, how can I help you? How can I be of assistance to you in this situation? I think, man, if, if you, if you reverse it, because a lot of times what happens is we, we constantly are, are forcing things down people's throats. We're yeah. constantly teaching. We're trying constantly to fix sharing. We're, right. we're always trying to fix people. But if you put it in their court, they'll be real with you and say, listen, I don't want you screaming at me. And maybe you need to take, you know, whatever it may be, maybe you need to take that and say, okay, maybe let me rework okay. this, you know, so. Sarah, okay. is, that, is that good, Sarah? Okay. That's very good. Thank you so much. Y'all really helped me. I really okay. appreciate it. We're here for you whenever you want. Thank you very much for calling. And again, guys, if okay, you want to call you. in like Sarah did, that's 1-800-808-5548. 1-800-808-5548. Okay, so where were we? Right. So, yeah. So, I had just been in Guatemala, and, you know, I, this is really where, you know, God said, okay, I saved you. Um you now see how good I am and now I want you to go and and share that to the world. Wow. And I think that with the, with my addiction and just my addiction to pridefulness and just who I was as a person and whatever, um, you know, that really helped me because now my mission wasn't on myself, but now it was about, you know, when I remember standing at a, a convenience store in Dallas selling keychains just to try to make the extra buck to mm-hmm. get a hot dog because I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And I remember struggling with my mom financially where she would tell me, hey, we're not going to be able to eat today. And long story short, I end up in Guatemala eight years later hmm. um, where I'm now looking at children who can't have the next meal, right? And so now my mission was, wow, I've been there. I've done that. I know how that feels. So now I'm going to do everything in my power. to. Do. And it was so crazy how God almost used um, this mission to actually come in and, um, and, and, and change my life. It's so crazy how in the middle of me helping others, right. God was healing me and, and molding me into the person. It's amazing you said that because that's an amazing, that's such an essential recovery principle. Right. That through others, right? You know, the God right. will work through you. It's amazing right. how that works. Um, there was something I was going to ask you, and I completely forgot. That's good. But it has. <laughs> That's good. So we've got, we've gotten into the forgotten people. Right. Uh, we're going to get into what you're doing now, and especially with Zion Media, which I find unbelievable. But we have yeah. another caller on the line, Andrea. No. Stretch. Oh, stretch some more. Okay. All, All right. right. So go ahead. Tell us about uh, uh, Zion Media. How that came about. Yeah, so, you know, in the midst of uh, me being a part of a church, I really started loving, um, you know, just media, cameras and videos and, and the whole nine yards. And um, whenever I started The Forgotten People, this mission to Guatemala, um, I, you know, had to teach myself, how do you build websites? How do you film these documentaries? You know, I found myself in Guatemala being completely just devastated of what was happening in front of me. But when I came back to America and I'm telling people, they would just kind of nod their head, you know, and I knew that it took, okay, I have to film this so you can mm-hmm. actually see and feel what I'm seeing. And and so I started getting really good at that. And literally, um, I started literally just getting to a place where I was really good at the video, really good at photography and whatever. And so we ended up starting, um, you know, I started doing wedding videos for people and just different things like that. And I got to a point where um, literally I was able to turn that into a business. You know, mm-hmm. I had prayed for years, um, God, 
with the forgotten people, I don't want just people, I don't want to go to church to church, business to business, asking for money. Like, that's exhausting, right? Kind of old school, though, isn't it? It was so crazy. And so um, I'd always remember praying and saying, God, how do I do this? Like, God, I know you want me to help the people of Guatemala, help people all around the world, but I can't continue to go to church to church to church asking for money. And and that's where, you know, I ended up just starting using social media, for instance, as an avenue of being able to run social media for local restaurants in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then that turned into, you know, uh, me being called from a, you know, uh, a company called Christian Brothers Automotive. And they started saying, like, can you help us with one location? Can you help us run our social media? And so I started doing that to where now we have the whole Houston market, over 30 locations. We have Ooh. Colorado locations and wow. the list goes on. And now we're serving companies like, you know, Dickie's Barbecue, Christian Brothers Automotive, um, you know, Chick-fil-A. And, Dude, and how did you land Chick-fil-A? It literally, it, it I, God can, I, I, there's really no answer I mean, it's to that. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's a just, huge place yeah. like that. And no, no, don't take us the wrong way, but right. a little upstart media yeah. company just grabs Chick-fil-A. Yeah. How does that, yeah. that's got to be God. Yeah, for sure. And so that, that's where, for me, you know, I've always said, God, I'm going to knock on the door. Right. And if it's you, you're going to open it or not. And that's I scriptural, just, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's scriptural, waiting absolutely. in the hallway for him to open. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to go to Andrea. Andrea, how are you tonight? Uh, not good. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Um, just, uh... I find myself battling with my own faith and getting angry with God because I know it's His timing and not mine. But right. after a, a bit of sobriety and um, a court order from my husband, um, it was finally over with, and within a week he relapsed. And we've been together for 19 years, and you know I heard y'all talk about tough love and just to love them and. When do you know it's time to let go when you've been trying so hard for so many years? Well, I, I, and I feel you. I really feel you, uh, Andrea, because you're at the spot that my wife was at 10 years ago. Um, and my wife had to let go, but in a way that was, how can I say it? See, I, I was an adulterer, so that was... That was where my wife drew the line, and it's where God draws the line. If your husband is suffering from addiction, if he's suffering from any kind of uh, mental or anxiety, or I don't know, I'm just I'm just guessing here, um, but he's true to you. There is something to be said about that, to where letting go doesn't necessarily mean divorce, but letting go to allow God to have him, the same way I was just telling Sarah. I mean, one really needs to sit down and ask themselves, do I really trust God? Do I really trust God or am I just still trying to figure out a way to make this happen? Because I'm telling you right now, anybody else out there listening, we cannot do it. We can't do what God can do. So and the only way that God is really going to work through us and in us is if we allow him to, right? Yeah. And, Yeah. and, and, And. it's a matter of you submitting, Andrea, really submitting to God and stop getting angry with him and just submit to him and allow him to do with your husband what he needs to do. Yeah. You know, Jesus, God does not do anything to harm us. That's right. Anything. Um, God, and I know that, but just so many things have gone on in the last six months that have just made me question so many things. I want to say this. I want to say, number one, with all in you, 
and I know this is harder said than done, but one thing, you know, through my life of losing both of my parents and, you know, I don't have a story like yours, but one thing that I have always told myself is that God loves us more than we can even comprehend. It's unimaginable. And he would never do anything. I, I always tell my wife this. I don't care if we lost our company and we are under a bridge with our baby sleeping under a bridge. I would never question God. And I know that's a lot harder said than done, yeah. but I would never question God because I know, listen, this is a part of your story. If I can encourage you really quick, Andrea, listen, you are living your story. Yes. And what's so crazy is my mom died when I was 13. I've now been to like eight countries and every single country that I've been to and I've preached that, um, I've always met someone who has come up to me and said, I lost my mom or I lost my dad when yeah. I was 13. Right. And so now it became this wow, this isn't a coincidence, but this is everything to do with my story. And God's now fine. I was able to speak into someone's life right. in a completely different way. I'm going to tell you, Andre, you're going to speak into someone's life in one point of your life where you're going to turn I back. I guess and- it's just the constant abandonment feeling is what I struggle with. Well, Andrea, because listen. I was adopted into a family that has said many times they wish they would have never adopted me. Well, see, there's an and underlying issue there. Still living, they choose, right? They don't want to have nothing to do with me. Andrea, can we pray for you, please? Okay, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and lead this one, Father? Where we are weak, God, you are strong, Father. And Lord, let this not be just religion talk, Father. But we ask you right now, Lord, to touch her where she is. God, that even when this world turns their back on us, God, you have been there the entire time. God, that when our own parents can turn their back on us, God, you are standing there the entire time, God. And so we ask you right now to cover Andrea right now, God, and that you would speak this one thing to her, God, to to know, God, that she is loved, God. Yes, Jesus. Andrea, you are loved. Yes. You are worth it. You are wanted. You are someone with a powerful calling, with a powerful purpose in your life, and you need to walk in that. Because God has only got so much more for you to walk in, and all the enemy is going to do is do everything he possibly can to get you to not believe that. And so, Andrea, we ask in the Lord's name, God, that you, Father, Jesus Christ, that you would heal her right where she is and right that now, she would Father. see her purpose. In your right beautiful now. name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so Andrea, much. Andrea, keep your chin up, okay? You call us every Saturday night if you have to. Yeah. Okay? Right, thank you. All right. God bless All right. you. All right. We are coming up against the break here. What a powerful half hour. I can't wait for the rest of it, huh? Master Kyle, it's a privilege to have you here, and I can't wait for to finish up this hour with you. Amen. Amen. Y'all hang in there. We'll be back. You are not hidden. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. You are not hopeless. Though you have been broken, your innocence stolen.
right, we're back here. Recovery Radio Houston, 100.7 The Word. All right, we got a phone number here I'm going to give out one more time. 1-800-808-5548. Call in whenever you can. The lines are open. Um, Kyle, I want to tell you, I know we're going to talk a little bit more, but before we go into our next seven, that was pretty powerful. That was pretty powerful. And prayer works. Yeah. And, I, and I know it's what helped me the most, even when I didn't even realize people were praying for me. Can you tell me an instance where, other than tonight, obviously, where you just really saw prayer come through you in a way that you never expected? Yeah, absolutely. Man, I have been blessed of people that have just been praying over me. I'm going to tell you, you know, if you know someone who's struggling, even when they don't see it, when someone is deep in their sin, deep in just their addiction, be praying for somebody. Um, because I know through, you know, people ask me after my parents died, how did I not just go absolutely crazy? And I really believe it's because I had silent people that I don't even think today I know, but I know they were praying, you know? Oh. And so I just look at my whole life and say, man, like, how how is it that I've gone this far without prayer, you know? Right. And so with my life, you know, specifically, I prayed for amazing people in my life. I've prayed for you know, a healthy baby. And now I have a, a beautiful, she healthy baby. She is such baby. a jewel. I oh. love her. Yeah. And I've prayed for a wife that would, would see the mission and wouldn't distract or wouldn't pull away, but she would be even a more of a benefit. And now, you know, I have this beautiful wife, you know, Haley, that is is in there. You know, I've prayed for um, people like business and, and, and spiritual mentors. Like I have a friend named Sean Breeden, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and people like that who speak into my life where I need it, you know, and an amazing pastor. So, no, I yeah. just I think that, you know, it, it's hard to not see people who are praying for you and how it works. Is there anything else you want to plug real quick before we Pastor John is on the line from Colorado. We're going to bring him in here in a minute to talk about the new church opening up next week. But before we go to him, is there anything that you want to say about what you're doing, like promote or anything? No, not to promote, but I remember sitting in a in my truck driving home from, you know, late night activities and I remember listening to talk radios just like this, talk radio shows. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I just want to speak to anyone who is possibly listening tonight, driving in their car or listening in their room, however whatever's happening. Um, and know that you are loved, you are cared about. You have um people even in the physical if you don't, but in the spiritual, you have a army of people who love you and who are there for you. And I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with anything, if you're struggling with um, any type of addiction, if you're just struggling in general, um, I want to encourage you. There's one hope, and it's Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And he loves you more than anything. Yes, he does. And when you give your life to him, um, it's crazy to, to understand the fact that when you give your life to him, the things that you thought were awesome, like the world, like doing drugs and drinking and having sex and all this stuff you think is awesome, mm-hmm. man, when you come to Jesus, like you really are fulfilled. I mean, it's a, it's a completely different satisfaction and it's yeah. amazing. And so, yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been so awesome having you here and we're going to talk a little bit more in a minute, but right now I have on whole line three, Pastor John Allworth. Where are you at, Pastor John? I'm in Beaver Creek, Colorado. Beaver Creek, Colorado. (laughs) If you ever doubt the existence of God, I suggest you take a trip up to the mountains. I was just in Denver last week. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. God's country. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. 
Hey, can I chime in with a little bit of you guys are doing great, by the way. Tony, you're a great interviewer, and, and Pastor Kyle, your story is absolutely amazing. I mean, I am so blessed to know you both and to hear you on the radio, and I'm just so fired up, and you guys are great. I would well, tell you something, though, for, you know, everything you guys are saying is right. What Pastor Kyle just said about Jesus loving us more than we can possibly understand, and the fulfillment that comes. We're so empty when we're in addiction and we're chasing things, and then we come to Christ and we have a new kind of fulfillment that we could have never dreamed of. Isn't that something but else? But as far as, as far as Sarah... You know, you don't have to. You don't have to put up with somebody doing drugs in your home, and you can make boundaries, and you can insist that somebody get help if they want to. If you're going to continue to support them, and you know, for me and you, for Andrea, Tony, for you and me, we were so lucky that our wives stuck with us. But sometimes separation is what necessary. You know, we got to hit yeah. bottom, and we got to, we got to, we got to realize the consequences. Anyway, I'm sorry, but I throw that's okay. Hey, it's your show, man. <laughs> 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 well, I'm actually I'm leaving say, right now. Okay? It does say in the beginning, sponsored by John Olworth. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're on Facebook. Uh, by I the way, we're on you. Facebook Live. Well, uh, Kyle That's started awesome. a page for us, so we're going to have to really start talking about that a little bit more. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, and the other thing is, I would say to Sarah and to Andrea is we have a ministry, and it's called Break Every Chain, and people's lives are changed when they come into a faith-based ministry. Yeah. So, you know, uh, sometimes we've had people that got there because uh, somebody insisted. Sometimes, you know, you've got to want to do it. you got to want to do it yourself. But uh, that's where I would encourage them to go, because when they they begin to hang around with a bunch of believers who have walked the same walk that they've walked and been through the same things they've been through, that's when you begin to see victory on the other side. And that's Break Every every Chain every Friday night at 645 at 901 Wilson Road in Humble. Can I break in this really quick, Pastor John, about that? Sure. You know, yes. when someone's struggling with an addiction um, and you hear about these quote-unquote groups, right, it's got this weird um, vibe to it, right, that you don't really know what to explain. And I've been to y'all's group as well. I wouldn't even call it a group, but I'm going to say this just on your behalf, Pastor John. I think y'all do an incredible job at just keeping it real, keeping mm-hmm. it um, fresh and just inviting to walk in. And when you walk in, you don't feel like it's some – <laughs> you know, just like, oh my gosh, look, why, why it's are we here? It's not full of cigarette smoke. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, you know, y'all do a really good job about just keeping it um, very real and personal, and, and you don't feel judged or anything. So, Well, thank you. Yeah, the only thing I promise about Break Every Chain is we've all walked the same walk. We've all been there. You, whatever your story is, you're going to find somebody that, that's been there. And all we're going to promise is we're going to love you. Yeah. That's it, and we're not going to judge you. I mean, well, how else did you react walking into a room where a bunch of people say hi and God bless you, and then you eat pizza and wings? I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on now. It's good. All right, Pastor John, tell us about the church. Yeah, let's do this real quick so you guys can get back to helping the folks out there. Um, yeah, on March 1st, we're starting Sunday nights in the Heights yes. at 40 West 18th Street. And, you know, we are honored and blessed that, you know, that's one thing that is so wonderful about our church that the three of us, all three of us experienced. We came from a diverse background, and we came in with uh, with some issues, man, and all we felt was love when we walked in that church. And we've been honored by Pastor Mass to start the first satellite, New Covenant Church, and we're going to do it by starting in, at night. And so we invite people, whether you whether you belong to another church and you just want to you know, spend some more time with the Lord, with a group of believers, uh, we invite you to Sunday nights in the Heights, 6 p.m., 
240 West 18th Street. It's New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And the subtitle of this church is Recovery Church. We invite everybody, no matter where you've been, what you're doing, uh, we're going to love on you New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And so uh, if you want to deepen your walk with the Lord, you want to become a disciple, you want to help people, or if you're still in the midst of addiction, please join us. We welcome everybody. That's awesome, Pastor John, and I really can't wait for that church to start because, like you said, it's going to be a great reason to go out on a Sunday night, whether you belong to a church or not, or even if you're a person like me, my my real-world job prevents me from going to church on Sunday. So I've been going to our church on Wednesday nights, but it's going to be great to have an opportunity to have a night in the Heights. How about that, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, I love you both. I'm going to let you get back to the calls and to your discussion. You're doing a great job. I really appreciate y'all covering this. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor to do it, Pastor. Thank you, and have a great time out there in God's country. Yes. I'll see you soon. See you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Well, that was great. Yeah. Good guy. He didn't talk half as long as I thought he would. No, he's an amazing guy. (laughs) Yeah, I was— I got to give him a little bit of problem. I was literally thinking—I know you're being funny right now, so whatever, but I was literally thinking about this. I was like, you know, I I look back at my mom. She passed away when I was 13. You know, I wish you would have known people like Pastor John and his wife, Rebecca. You know, just to be able to walk into a church, you know, Sunday Uh night and— you know, you have Pastor John as your pastor. <laughs> and, and, and you know, <laughs> that's the, awesome. The, you know, the so. absolute miracle of the whole thing is that ten years ago, you wouldn't have found me thinking about anything like this. And yeah. seven years ago, yeah, you wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have found Pastor John. He wasn't even Pastor John. You never would have thought he would have been a pastor. Yeah, and, and that's just a, a testament, a testimony. Yeah, as to. Uh, God doesn't take forever. Right. He does it in his time, which is not always uh, the time that we think it needs to be. We want everything right. instantly and, and amazingly, but his time is not always that uh, as long as we think. What are you pointing do at? Do you want to plug plug the Facebook Live? Oh, yeah. What do I call it? Yeah, so if y'all want to go, we have a page. It's called Recovery or right, what is it called? Recovery Radio Houston. <laughs> Recovery Radio Houston. Um, we have a Facebook page. We just built it. Um, would love for all of you to go and follow that page. Recovery Radio Houston. It's on Facebook. And I hope y'all are going to be going live every every week. That would be awesome. As long as you teach me how, because you did it all tonight, and you're a lot you. more tech savvy than I am. I you know, you. I just have a, I have a testimony and a voice. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know what? I think you're going to have to become more a part of this, Scott. What do you I think? would love to be. Would that be, be great? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Only on odd number uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday nights. Yeah. Even number Saturday nights, we're going to have to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Uh, what is your page here? What are we looking at? Um, I'm live personally on Kyle oh. Ewald, so I have a bunch of friends and family watching. So thank all of you for watching this. Shout out to everyone who's watching. That's yeah. so awesome. It's and Zion mission. Media, Zion Media's got a pretty. Uh, not just a really sharp name, but it's got a really cool logo, too. Where can they get more information on that? Yeah. Well, I'm not here to plug my own business. Yes, you are. I'm Go really ahead. not. Feel free. I'm really not. Just so, do it. Um, no, we, we do digital marketing and whatnot. So um, our business is called Zion Multimedia. You could go to the Zion Effect. So T-H-E, ZionEffect.com. And uh, I've seen a couple of his, uh, of his uh, a little bit of his work, and not only are they really sharply uh, made and produced videos. They are funny. That one you did for the seat covers. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to say what it says because I don't want to blow it for anybody. Yeah. But uh, go go to that website and check out his work. And if you know anybody that has a business business that needs any promoting, uh, go ahead and hit him up because Kyle's really doing a great work, not only in the kingdom, 
but uh, also out there. We try to market differently. We try to do everything differently. And plus, any guy that can, like, be his age and land a Chick-fil-A account, I still can't believe that. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the bomb. I don't know why, though. I don't really like the food. Okay, we're not. I'm a Popeyes, <laughs> I'm a Popeyes guy. <laughs> Next. <all right. laughs> That's awesome. Okay, but the one thing we haven't talked about, though, and, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be comfortable talking about it. You mentioned the death of your mother at 13. Um, and I know this is a very personal part of your testimony, and I know it, but I, I was wondering if you would be transparent enough to talk a little more about that and how that uh, sent you where, you where you went before you got where you need to go. Yeah, so the the man that I knew of is my father died when I was eight, like I said, and I lived with my mom, and my mom literally tried to do everything she could to be the best mother that she possibly could, and I loved her. We loved each other. It was um, incredible. The last years of her life were absolutely incredible, and, um, you know, we knew that she had a drug addiction. I knew. I, you know, uh, found out about a week before she died that, you know, I, I caught her shooting up in her arm. And, um, you know, for me, it was just so shocking. And um, about a week later, she was um, laying face down on her bed. I found her dead. And, um, you know, I had I remember, you know, I would live with my my grandmother and then I lived with my stepdad, you know, Phil. And and I remember literally walking into their rooms um, in the middle of the night, worried that they were dead. I had this like anxiety of you know, everyone that I felt like I was getting close to was passing away, literally. And so I got to this place in my life where, um, you know, I had, you know, I I just kind of never really got close to people. I really never built deep relationships because I was so used to these things being torn away. And so I got super lonely. I got super, you know, depressed. I started seeking my satisfaction through things that didn't really matter. And um, with people who didn't really care for me, really, you know, like you, you, the people that you party with and and do all these things with, when you really come down to the end of the day, you know, you have to ask yourself, do these people really care about me? Because no. if they did, <laughs> I wouldn't be here, you know? Right. And so now I look at my life and I'm like sitting with people, you know, in our living room talking about Jesus and how God is so good. And, you know, how do we build the kingdom even more? And I'm like, man, like, where was this years ago? But yeah, it put me in a spiral where I was just um, really lost and and empty. You know, there's no feeling like being empty. And I think that's what a lot of people feel. And I'm going to tell you, when you come to the presence of God, Mm. I'm talking not religion, not you know, anything else that you would think about, but I'm talking about when you actually come to the presence of God. The intimate personal experience. Oh, man, it is yeah. it is crazy how amazing it is. And when you find that, it's almost like you don't need anything else in this world, you know. 1-800-808-5548. If you want to talk to me or Kyle, we're having a really magical hour here. We're diving into the spiritual experience now. I can feel the Spirit pulling me into that. And what I want to say about that is part of my ministry and I know Pastor John's also, when we started with Break Every Chain, was to have a bridge between the secular and, and the yeah. spiritual. And so many avenues, so many avenues that lead to Christ, the world throws up blocks in front of them. Not that they matter because God can pull us through them if, if we really are willing. But the roadblocks into spirituality and secular recovery is something I caught on to really quickly. Uh, and those roadblocks are pride, ego, um, all the things that really hold us back in the world, even if we're not addicted. Um, the enemy loves to use these distractions and these uh, 
these detours, diversions, whatever you want to call them, to to take our focus off of God and and, and go back and and do the work that that uh, out in the world that He wants us to do. And so, part of our ministry, a, a big part of it, is also through this radio program, is to identify exactly what you were talking about—that emptiness that the the world puts in us, as far as you know, death of your mother, for example, or maybe instances of abuse in childhood that cause us and drive us into addiction. And when we're out there and we're feeling that emptiness, shows like this and ministries like ours, we're here for you to not only just experience God, but also to experience his fullness and his wonderfulness through ministry, through working with others. So when you call into the show at 1-800-808-5548, it's not just about uh, relieving what you have for yourself. It's also about giving a voice uh, to hear out there on the radio that somebody else may be going through the same thing that you are. Like I'm, what I what I pray for every week is that calls like Andrea dealing with a, a broken marriage, that there's other people out there listening that are also experiencing the same thing and maybe haven't got the strength to call yet that they do and they, and, and they and, and they get to experience that love that we're trying to give out there through prayer and through um, recovery resources like our group, or there's all other places like the Open Door Mission that Pastor John always talks about every week, a, a self-funded ministry by this man, uh, Tommy Thompson, is, is a miracle. This guy takes homeless men off the streets and feeds them and clothes them and gives them medical care yeah. all at his own dime. I mean, and through other contributions, I'm sure, also, but this guy started his ministry on his own. Why? Because when he, he gave his... Uh, himself to Christ and gave his heart to Christ. He, he discovered the, the the need for others to also feel what he felt. Yeah. You, you see where I'm going with yeah. that? Yeah. Help me out there. What do you say? Absolutely, man. I just, I just think that there, you know, this is kind of what you and I were talking about earlier, but you know, when, when somebody gets saved and radically changed and they take that much like I was able to do through the grace of God and, and turn that, um, what you had is pain. Like I had the pain of my parents dying, um, but now I'm able to take that same pain and look at other st- kids who their parents have died, and I can take that pain and see here's what happens to a lot of people. They have a lot of pain that they're dealing with. Right. They don't know what to do with it, so that turns into addiction, that turns into anger, that turns into all these things, when in reality what we have to do is switch that over to I'm going to take that pain and I'm going to use it as a flame to be able to go and reach even more people. And, exactly. and if you just do that switch, mm-hmm. right, instead of doing I – mean, that, and that's what it sounds like this guy's doing. It's just – yeah, that's yeah, amazing. It's a, and, and the other thing I wanted to touch on what I was uh, trying to uh, reach a minute ago when I kind of lost my way there, I kind of uh, – what do we say about man's rabbit chase? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, you know – when I had uh, was introduced to secular recovery and Christian recovery, kind of simultaneously, the difference I noticed real quick, the only difference there was, was the way people perceived it. There's a, um, just like there is in the world, there's a, Jesus is like the most controversial name ever. Yeah. Jesus stirs up all kinds of emotions, yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Uh, and that just goes to show how powerful he is. Yeah. But this ministry, what it's dedicated to is to show not that one is better than the other. I'm never going to say that people shouldn't go to secular recovery. What I'm going to say is see it for what it really is because all the the steps are biblical. They're biblically inspired. They're they're, they're from the Beatitudes. And I'm really getting excited when Pastor John gets back because we're going to get a lot more into that and dive in. Um, I had a mentor who wrote a book 
called The uh, Christian Perspective of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to dive into that where there's scripture that goes with the steps and all for the purpose of not self-promoting or not trying to put anything down anybody's throat, but just to put out there the opportunity that everybody has to reach Christ through the secular vessel. And uh, I'm really excited about all of that. And speaking of being really excited, I'm kind of sad we only got five minutes left. I know. I kind of wish somebody would call in. 1-800-808-5548. We've already had a couple of great calls tonight. Yeah. And uh, if I could yeah, jump in real quick. Go ahead. You know, while you were talking, and I don't mean to be weird or anything, but while you were talking, I just really, you know, felt that, you know, I feel like there's someone possibly that's that's out there listening to this right now that may be um, trapped. You know, I feel like, Maybe you're in a situation. Um, I know it sounds so crazy, but I really felt to where it's like almost kind of a human trafficking kind of vibe, Mm. you know, where someone's in a situation where they just they feel like they can't get out. And I don't know if that's supposed to be ultra spiritual where maybe someone's in a place where they are trapped right in their addiction or whatever it may be. But I just want to encourage you to uh, to encourage yourself to get out (laughs) and trust in God. You know, God, Jesus said two things to every disciple. He said, follow me. And what they did is they immediately, like it says, you know, about Peter, he immediately dropped his nets and followed him. Right. And so if you're in a place tonight where you're listening to this and, and you're just in a place in your life, maybe you are physically being trapped or maybe you're just mentally trapped. I want to encourage you, make that choice right now to jump and to get out and know mm-hmm. that God's got your back and God's going to be right there the whole way. All right, we've got just a couple seconds. Um, I know I just called. <laughs> it's amazing. I made a call for people to call in. I got three lines blinking, and now I, the guys, uh, my producer, signaling me saying we have under a minute left. Uh, so that's my fault, my bad. If we're not going to get to you this week, please call in next week. Uh, Kyle, it's been a wonderful time. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I've known you for a bunch of years, but I really feel like I know you that much more now. Yeah. And uh, we're going to continue to be on the air every Saturday night. Uh, at 9 o'clock on 100.7 The Word. We have uh, Break Every Chain every Friday night at uh, 645 at 901 Wilson Road. We hope to see you there. We hope you hear us on Saturday nights. We want you to know that we love you. We're here for you. God bless Houston. Have a good night. Yes. Amen. This is Pastor John Allworth, and you've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston. Listen again next Saturday at 9 o'clock and call or just for prayer for you or a loved one. Our podcast is also available at kkht.com. And join us beginning March 1st, Sunday nights in the Heights. I'm honored to be the senior pastor at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 77008. Our services will be at 6 p.m. Sunday nights in the Heights. Please join us. We're a spirit-filled church, and there's no place better to recover than with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you all, and join us again next Saturday night at 9 p.m.